Wake up, my queens. Hi, I am Empress Sharon Eam, bringing the truth of our stolen history. The mothership has landed. She is your modern-day Noah's Ark, bringing knowledge and understanding of your lost past. Get ready for enlightenment with eyes can see. Hi everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining me again with another live broadcast of Eyes Can See. Sons of Yah, daughters of Zion, I am your host, Empress Im Shadon Yisrael, mother to Israel. I am here to teach you your spiritual and biblical side of what has happened to us as a people, why it has happened, and what is yet to happen with us next as a people. There's still somewhere else that we must go, y'all. You know, uh, so come on and learn. Come on, y'all, so that we can uh, all share this information and make it go viral. So we can all come to the understanding of what has happened to us as a people, who we are, and where we still yet have to go. So please share. Tell your friends, tell your neighbor. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. So we can all, you know, get this information together. And today, the name of this broadcast is colonialism. Hmm, how did they do it? Let's investigate. We're going to start off with prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing this message that it may go and enlighten your people as to what has happened to us and who we are and who, who we belong to, Father, in Jesus' mighty name that we may all stop being splintered and identifying as different types of people or, you know, in, in different groups, that we may all come to the understanding and knowledge that we are the Hebrew children, the ones that were painted on the walls of the pyramid, uh, of the pyramids. That's who we are as a people, your children. Thank you, Father, for this knowledge going forth to your 12 tribes that we all may wake up together in Jesus' name. And also, Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. 
He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison, to them that are bound, to proclaim an acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And there's one thing I have to do, everybody, uh, before I get started. I see I'm going to have a problem if I don't um, connect my my laptop so one moment let me all uh, uh break away for one moment i will be back in one second Forgive me, I am back. So, let me connect this so that we won't lose anything. There we go. Now, back to this message, you all. Colonialism, uh, the colonizers, how did they do it, y'all? How were they so successful in colonizing all of Africa? And how were they so successful in coming to get us, you all? And then, uh, you know, colonizing us, you know, uh, um, you know, taking over us, putting us in captivity and bondage. How did all this happen, y'all? We know that it was because of a punishment. We know that. But we want to find out exactly, okay, well, what all took place? How did this all happen in history you all you know so that's what this report is going to get into how did they do it y'all that they are so successful that the thing is still you know successful today but we're also going to identify with because it was so successful and because you know it, it was the thing that was sent upon us because of a punishment there was a time for all of this to end, y'all. So that's what, you know, we need to pretty much focus on so we can know how to come out of this. We are biblical people, everyone. And being a biblical people, we have a certain way to come out of the bondage and captivity that the 400 years have brought that we had to serve and also the 2,000 years that we have been exiled from our land. And it is true that we are exiles. It is very true. So all of this can be proven through historical facts, recorded data, records. You can look up yourself. You don't have to believe me. You know, you can find this information out for yourself. So let's get into this report, you all. Uh, I got this from Slate.com, Articles, uh, Life, the History of American Slavery. 
Um, let's go with this interactive of the history of the Atlantic trade slave. So, I mean, the slave trade. We're going to look at this and, you know, how they, like I said, parted God's land. Okay, uh, went into Africa and all the, the Caucasian uh, um, nations went and parted God's land. Let's see what scripture even says about these things. So the history of American slavery, uh, the defining institution in the nine lives. Um, this was written June 25th of 2015. The Atlantic slave trade in two minutes. 315 years, uh, 20,000 voyages, 500, no, 20,528 voyages, millions of lives by Andrew Kahn and Jamel Bowie. This article came from the Slate. It is an interactive built by Andrew Kahn. Uh, there are few trends worth noting, he says, as the first European states with a major presence in the New World, Portugal and Spain. Check this out. As the first European states, states, y'all, first European states. I'm saying this because starting from the Dark Ages, when our transfer of power happened, it was during the Dark Ages, you all, the millennial period of time, when power transferred. So this says, Again, as the first European states with a major presence in the New World, Portugal and Spain dominated the opening century of the transatlantic slave trade, you all. Our power and wealth had transferred. So these uh, uh, states or countries or, yeah, these, these European countries started to dominate. So... They started sending hundreds of thousands of enslaved people to their holdings in the Central and South American and the Caribbean. The Portuguese role does not wane and increases through the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries as Portugal brings millions of enslaved Africans to the Americas. Now, you know something else with this. All black people were labeled as either Moors or Africans. All black people are not Africans. You have two subgroups of people in the continent of Africa. You have Shem and you have Ham. Shem and Ham both looks the same. We can see scripture in the Old Testament how it describes when Joseph who became second in charge in Egypt when his father died, when, when Jacob died, how Joseph had to bury him. He and his brothers buried their father. Well, the whole possession, you know, burial possession looked like they were Egyptian. So the Canaanites of the land couldn't tell. The Egyptians, the, uh, the, the, the Semites from the Hamites. Because Joseph truly is a Semite. He's not a Hamite. So we must understand that to know that Shem and Ham looked, looked alike. That's how Shem, Semitic people like Jesus, his mama uh, uh, Mary and Joseph, his mom and daddy Mary and Joseph, 
were able to go into Africa. Well, into, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, they were able to go in, into Africa, yes, into um, uh, 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 Egypt and hide, y'all, from Herod. They were able to go into Misaram, which is Egypt, and hide among the people because they all looked alike, okay? So we must understand that these were all black people, okay? Uh, that's where the confusion comes in at. That's why all of this was done. So history could be hidden that it all started off melanated. It all started off with black people, y'all, who dominated the world, okay? Who had world rulership. And that's what's being hidden. That's what's being covered up. It's not meant for you to know, you know, this was your history. So, um, again, let's get into more of this. In the 1700s, however, Spain, Spanish transport diminished and is replaced and exceeded by the British, French, Dutch, and by the end of the century, American activity. Even the Americans got involved, y'all. Mm-hmm. So, this hundred years from approximately 1725 to 1825 is also the high watermark of the slave trade as Europeans send more than 7.2 million people to forced labor, disease, and death in the new world for a time for a time during this period. For a time during this period, uh, I lost where I was <laughs> when that phone call came through and threw me off. But um, in the final decades, in the final decades of the transatlantic slave trade, uh, Portugal reclaimed its status as the leading slavers sending 1.3 million people to the Western Hemisphere and mostly to Brazil. Spain also returns as a leading nation in the slave trade, sending 400,000 to the West. The rest of the European nations, by contrast, have largely ended their roles in the trade. So another interactive gives me colonialism in two minutes. Uh, the scramble for Africa. And in this interactive, it says that British carved up Africa by taking the largest slice of Cairo to Cape Town, Nigeria, and a few West African regions. 1894 imposed an arbitrary boundary across the diverse and ethnic groups that make up Uganda. The Southern Bantu were given economic and political and educational advantages. And the Northern region, there are, in the Northern region, there are the Aku and the Langi, who were mainly used as military recruits and the police. Britain exploited the differences between these people, like their language, ethnic, and cultural differences. 
They use these things to turn the people against one another, bringing about genocide. See how they did it? It is a system of divide and rule to keep Britons in control and in the hand of the colonizers. So that's why they turn black nations against each other because the ruling party, Caucasian party, that's over that land that went in and parted God's land like the Britons, the French, Belgium, uh, uh, um, Portuguese, you know, all these, all these uh, Caucasian nations came in, you all, and enslaved the people. And not only did they enslave them, they caused them to fight among each other to kill one another. Why do you think we have black-on-black -black crime in America? The same thing was done, you all. They used the differences against the people. They came through slavery, y'all. Then they used these same differences in our communities. Where we have police brutality coming along, you know, all through the flick. Ever since slavery, you know, was, was formed in this country, they had slave patrols. So with those slave patrols, you know, our people started, you know, to, to, to form groups where they would protect each other against these invasions of these people, y'all. So that's how we got gangs in our community because the gangs have formed together to protect themselves. But it got out of hand and they started working against, the, well, the enemy came in, sowed seeds of discord and caused these gangs to turn against one another just as they did in these countries how the colonizers did these people. So that's why we have the madness that we are facing, y'all. It's like that among black folks all over, wherever you can find us. That's why Africa is like the continent of Africa. It's like it is with the different nations, you know, and then you see the military people fighting, you know, the, the uh, regular people, you know, the people of that land. You know, whether they got there by, by you know, it being their land or, you know, they uh, were put there or they migrated there. You know, uh, the people are used against one another. So France, the French took the east and west slice of the continent and also Madagascar, Belgium. And everybody should remember King Leopold, y'all. And his train to go, remember that movie? Wasn't that in Tarzan movie? King Leopold had that train to go? Or, or um, it tells the story of King Leopold. If y'all don't know about King Leopold and what he did, you guys should Google him. So you can find out who King Leopold is and what he did to, you know, the people of uh, Africa. And as I was saying before, just because, you know, we might be an African people, don't believe that, that, uh, um, that we're all Africans. As I said, you know, some of us are Shemites, Semites, and some of us are Hamites, you all. So we're not all Ham's, we're not all Ham's people. Uh, okay, because we're black, okay. So anyway, uh, going back to King Leopold and his train of gold in the Congo, y'all, in the Congo, the, uh, that, uh, that, that fell off the track, the train that fell off the track and disappeared, never to be found again until this day, who massacred Africans. Y'all look up King Leopold. Belgium took Rwanda, 
Burundi, and the Congo. So Joseph Conrad, who contributed to this history, said that it was the vilest scramble, the loot that ever disfigured the history of the human conscious, y'all. The slave labor took over 5 million lives. In Rwanda, the Hutus made the workforce, were made the workforce while the Tutsis were the extender of the Belgium rule. Y'all see this? Y'all see how this happens? How they make one, one people, you know, to be the slave force labor, you know, the workforce labor, and then they make the other people to be the enforcers, you know, upholding their rules, you know, their terroristic, uh, uh, race, racist rules, you all, to divide and control. That's how this happens. So Belgium's politics turned those nations against themselves and created genocide also. So uh, going back to Britain, y'all, in Sudan, the British ruled the Arabs in the north and the blacks. Now, who are the blacks? In the south, as separate colonies. So I guess the blacks are the ones that, that ventured into that land. Uh, or And the Arabs are, are the, um, you know, the Arabs are naturally black people. They're not the Ottoman Turks that you see today. The Ottoman Turks are the ones who took over you know, uh, the rulership, when our rule failed, you know, and, and black leadership failed, and our, um, you know, wealth and, and, and authority, you know, to rule, all of that was transferred. So the Ottoman Turk took over the Arab identity. So that's why they look the way that they look today, you all. These started off as black people. If you go back to Arab, the Arabs, who is their mama? Who, where, where did the Arabs come from, y'all? It came from Hagar. Hagar is the Arab's mama because it's Ishmael's mom. And Ishmael, 12 sons, came from him who made the Arab people. They are the Arab people. They started off black, and they're still black today, everybody. So, in Sudan, like I said, the British ruled the Arabs in the north and the blacks in the south as separate colonies. They combined both areas without giving either of them independence until 1956. It had been relentless civil war with Darfur, a massacre as being the latest tragedy. So let's read what the Portuguese did, y'all. So the Portuguese decimated Angola and Mozambique and Guinea-Bissau uh, well into the 1970s. Now, the Italians, who represent Pope, uh, and the, uh, the Pope, Rome, and the Vatican, took Lydia, Eritrea, uh, Somalia, where modern-day slavery still exists. Why modern-day slavery exists under the Vatican's rule, y'all? That's something that needs to be questioned. Our 400 years are up. The covers are about to be pulled off and exposed as to what has happened. How did we even become, you know, the tale, just as the Bible tells us that we would be, you know, that we are today. 
So let's find out how all of these things happened, y'all. And why is there still modern day slavery, you know, under the Vatican's rule? They took Lydia, Eritrea, and Somalia. Okay? Now, Germany took Cameroon and Tanzania. They committed the first genocide of the 21st century in Namibia against the Herero, Herero, Herero people. So see how these things happen, y'all? Now let's read what Joel 3, 1 through 3 says about these things, okay? So we can find these stories in the Bible. Then we can find proof, y'all, of what was said, okay? So Joel 3, 1 through 3. Yes, in those days and at that time, when I restore Judah and Jerusalem from captivity, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, where there I will enter into judgment against them concerning my people, my inheritance, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations as they divided up my land. Who did they scatter among the nations, y'all? Who is out of place in the world right now? Everybody. See, I really want to, I really want to target this because bringing up the um, Jewish people, they say they're scattered to the, the four, four corners of the earth too. They say that it's six million of them worldwide. Well, we can see in Genesis 9 and 27 how it says that uh, God will 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 uh, enlarge Yafit. You know that that His people would grow to these astronomical numbers. Well, they would outnumber their enemy. Yes, this is what happened, you all. So as we see that it says that that um, that they have scattered among the nations. They've, they've dis have scattered the inheritance of Israel, y'all, among the nations and divided up, up his land. Who else divided up the land, y'all? Who is in control? Who has rulership and is in power now? Okay? So these are the people that our, our control was given to. All right? So that's what we need to know. That, you know... That um, you can tell the difference from the people who are claiming to be Jewish. According to what scripture says. According to what scriptures identifies. How these people would look. Okay. It says my inheritance Israel whom they have scattered among the nations. It says whom the colonizers. Whom the, the, the slave masters. Y'all the colonizers scattered Israel. Among the nations. Now, the Baffert Agreement came along. The so-called Jewish people were already in the world. They were already among the nations, y'all. They had to come into the land, y'all. It wasn't like nobody made them go anywhere. You can't find them in captivity to any man anywhere. The captivity Yahweh is talking about where you can find his people modern day are the ones that existed on this 400 years and just ended 
over African Americans' lives, y'all. This is how you identify who you are as a people, who they are as a people. This is how you are to know who you are, you all. So let's read the word of God to find who we are, where we are, and who this Bible is talking about. Who is identifying as Yahweh's 12 tribes? And who the tribe of Judah is, you all. Because the tribe of Judah was the last to leave. The tribe of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin were the last to leave in the last dispersion of being exiled from Jerusalem in around 70 AD. Everybody. So he says, my inheritance, whom they had scattered among the nations as they divided up my land. They cast lots for my people. They bothered a boy. For a prostitute, who did that happen to, everybody? Did that happen to the Jewish people? That they bothered a boy for a prostitute and sold a girl for a wine to drink? Did that happen to the Jewish people? Everybody read for understanding. Read for knowledge. Above all thy getting, you must have an understanding, y'all. You have to... In order to get knowledge, you must understand the knowledge that you have received. You have to know how to break that thing down, disseminate it, assimilate it, put it back together again. Take out the parts that don't fit. Put it back together again so you can see the full picture. So let's go back to the kings of Europe, of the British Isles, y'all, before their great fall. Like the nursery rhyme. Humpty Dumpty, which actually alludes to King Richard III, y'all, who was a black king, y'all. All rulership before 1500, baby, was black. We can prove it. We got the pictures. We got their coats of arms. Even in Europe, parts of Europe, especially in Germany, you can see so many black works of art still in Still in their present form in within all over Europe, y'all, especially in Germany. You can see in this one inn how they call the black boy inn. You can see a, 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 a black portrait of, well, not a portrait, but a black, you know, a, a, a sculpture, you know, on a sign hanging over, you know, the business. You can see them in the street. How, you know, black presents, black kings are on the sewer caps in the street, in a certain area. Come on, y'all. On some of these castles, you can still see where the black images are still there, y'all. You can see this. Those black kings in the day were, were Moors also. Because Moor said that you were a black person, y'all. So yeah, some say Humpty Dumpty, yep, alluded to uh, King Richard III. So, the nursery rhyme was a testament about black rulership before Gentile rule took effect in medieval times or the Dark Ages. And they coined it dark <laughs> because melanated rule failed, y'all which is the fall of the Hebrew children and 
Ham's arm being broken. That's also important to uh, know. Ham's arm, which means his power, was broken. That's why the continent of Africa was a free for all. For anybody to come in and take over and take control, you know, as they saw please, you know, as they saw fit. It was up to them to come in and take control, y'all. According to Satan falling into this world, this becoming his regime, his rule, his kingdom rule in this earth. He allowed his system to go worldwide and affect black people wherever they were, especially in rulership. Because remember, with Jacob, the scepter will not depart from Jacob and a lawgiver between his feet. So the Jewish people had to claim our identity because they have our scepter to rule you all. They have, they, they're supposed to have a lawgiver between their feet because they're identifying themselves as us, y'all. We are the lawgivers, the original lawgivers. We are the kings and queens. We are the lineage of royalty, y'all. Other than being, you know, a part of the first family of the earth. Y'all. We are the tribe that King David came from. Y'all. The tribe that 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 Jesus will come will 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 come through the earth in. He coming through the tribe of Judah. Us, y'all. He coming through us. We are the ones. It's us. Us in America. Us black folk. Yeah, we're the first fruit. This whole family, the 12 tribes are the first fruit, y'all. So Ham's arm was broken. Ham's power was broken. That's why the continent of Africa looked the way it does. That's why white people are able to come over and take control. And I would be very careful about y'all black folks moving back to Africa right now. Because Africa is not a safe place. It is still under Gentile rule. And then y'all talking about going, look, look what happened when black people went back to Liberia. It didn't turn into a, to being a safe place for blacks to go. They still found themselves in some type of war. So it's not a safe thing to just up and leave and not knowing what you're getting yourself into. No matter what somebody promised you, telling you how safe it is. No, no. We're under Gentile rule, and Gentile rule had the right to reign under Satan's rule for 400 years. And even though it had the right to rule, and our 400 years is up, those of us who were raised in the church have our weapons of our warfare that's needed for such a time as this to bring us through this period of time, you all. This was done... By system of magic through Satan called Gentile rule. That's why they had to have systems in place. They had to have objects in place. That's why they had to put it before your eyes to show you that you are not equal to their status. They had to, you know, the Jim Crow, they had to give you, you know, uh, your own bathrooms, your own water fountains, you know, uh, uh, your own bus, you know, uh, because you couldn't ride, you know, if you, if you rode the city bus, 
You had to stand up and ride. If somebody wanted your seat, see the back seats were for the black people. But if white people, if, if the bus was full and white people needed to get on the bus and the black people were sitting in the back, oh, they had to get up and give their seats. If you were an old lady or an old man, you had to give yourself your seat up to a white person regardless of what their age was. Because that was the law. That was the rule. Y'all, going by racism, which is the law and the foundation of Gentile rule. Gentile rule is affecting this earth. So it's not just here in America, y'all. But America was chosen for the place of our punishment. That's why America is just about as old as slavery. Or should I say, slavery is just about as old as America. The Caucasians could not have gotten this country into what it is today without us being here. We started America off. We built America through blood, sweat, and tears and through our lives, losing our lives under Satan's rule called Gentile rule, everybody. So this is Satan's work. He's killing off Israel worldwide. Wherever they are scattered, this is his end time deception to take as many people as he can with him. With his kingdom, they will be chained together and thrown into a bottomless pit. Do you see him at work in his kingdom through the people, through institutions and laws that he has put in place to facilitate his plan and to, and to take just about all of mankind with him, y'all? That's why he say, do what feels good to your flesh. If it feels good to you, do it. That's what he say. But see, the word of God says, everything that feels good to you ain't good for you. That's what Paul said, y'all. See, we have to use wisdom with this thing. Just because we have the power to do whatever we want to do, does not mean it is good for us to do. Okay, so there's laws and rules to this thing, y'all. So, as I go further into my investigation, y'all check out www.history.com, everyone, because they have a very lot of topics on black history. How, I mean, they can tell you from the start to where we are now, how we got to be like we are. Just what I'm telling you. They break it down, though. You know, they get into the meat of the bones. They will pick the bones for you, giving you information that you, you know, need in order to put all of this together and paint this picture. That they don't want you to see. They don't want you to see the truth. But see... Yahweh says his people perish for a lack of knowledge. Yahweh wants you to see the truth because things are changing. And what it's changing into, you must know truth. It's changing into truth. The truth will light up darkness. It dispels darkness. It dispels lies. So that's why you need to know this information. So you can know what happened. Okay, so 
Some historians have estimated that 67 million enslaved people were imported to the New World during the 18th century alone, depriving the African continent of its most valuable resources, its healthiest and ablest men and women. A timeline of racist policing in America. See, that's what they use over here in America for us, y'all. How they use, you know, different systems here to conquer and, well, to divide and control us, to divide and rule, and how to use our own people against us. Oh, we saw that, uh, you know, in, in the, um, we saw that in, in the, uh, 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 house nigga scenario. You know, look at Django. Look at the part Samuel Jackson had to play. Oh, he loved his white master so until he hated, hated his own kind. You know, and it was done to us like that. We had to hate our own kind. Because if we didn't, we was going to get mauled, you know, pieces, ears, fingers, toes, foot, arm, hand. Some part, you know, was going to get tortured, y'all. Whatever part they could take but still keep us as a whole being that they can use to work, to do what they would have us to do. How they even use our babies to put their feet on, to keep them warm in the, in the wintertime, in their beds. They put their feet on our babies, on our two and three and four-year-olds, babies, to warm their feet. Y'all, how they just despicably used our people. Y'all, and y'all think Yahweh is pleased. We are the children. We're the only ones. Biblically, can identify as the lost 12 tribes of Israel. We can identify as the tribe of Judah trapped in America in captivity, a nation within a nation here. We can identify, we can prove, we can lay hands and show you in the Bible where all this came from. We can do that. So a time of racist policing in America, like I said, this is how they did it. It was written by Connie Hassett Walker and only took, you know, a few of her, you know, points, you know, to make the point that I'm building. How they did this, y'all. How did they do this? And they're successfully, you know, continuing this me method of madness over our lives. So outrage over racial, racial profiling and the killing of African-Americans by po uh, the police officers and vigilantes in recent years helped give rise to Black Lives Matter, the movement. Okay, so slave patrols. Uh, these are two identical narratives. There are two identical narratives um, about the origins of American law enforcement, y'all. So policing in southern slave-holding states had roots in slave patrol squadrons made up of white volunteers empowered to use vigilante tactics to enforce laws related to slavery, y'all. See? Policing back then. That's why it's brought forward to today, y'all. You can identify what's going on with the way we started, how they bought us here. 
They located and returned enslaved people who had escaped crushing uprisings. Led by the enslaved people and punished enslaved workers, found or believed to have violated plantation rules. The more commonly known precursors to modern law enforcement were centralized municipal police departments that began to form in the early 19th century, beginning in Boston and soon crop, cropping up in New York City, Albany, Chicago, Philadelphia, and elsewhere, y'all. So the first police forces were overwhelmingly white, male, and more focused on responding to disorder than crime. So let's go to Jim Crow laws. Slave patrols formally dissolved after, civil, uh, after the Civil War ended. So the slave patrols formally, y'all, formally dissolved. But formally enslaved people saw little relief from racist government policies as they promptly became subject to the Black Codes. Mm, what is the Black Codes, y'all? So the Black Code is white planners in, in uh, the southern states denied black codes in the states that the black codes applied to, so whatever states there was, denied black people the chance to rent or buy land and paid them a penance, y'all. A small amount of money. Not probably even enough to live on, even in that time. The 1865 ratification of the 13th Amendment prohibited slavery and servitude in all circumstances, except as a punishment for crime. This loophole resulted in Southern states passing the Black Codes to criminalize activities that would make it easy to imprison African-Americans and effectively force them into servitude once more. Y'all see how this thing works? For about 80 years, Jim Crow laws mandated separate public spaces for blacks and whites, such as schools, libraries, water fountains, and restaurants, and enforcing them was part of the police job. Blacks who broke laws or violated social norms often endured police brutality. This is justification for them to use police brutality on our people today. They mainly get the young people who have a checkered past to make it more acceptable. The authorities didn't punish the perpetrators when African-Americans were lynched, nor did the judicial system hold the, public, uh, hold the police accountable for failing to intervene when black people were being murdered by mobs. The Washington Post tracks the number of Americans killed by police by race gender, and other characteristics. The newspaper database indicates that 220 out of 992 of those who died that way in 2018, 23% of the total were black, even though only about 12% of the country is African American. So what are our numbers if we keep shrinking if we keep dying in large amounts and we're only a small percentage of the people in the land, what are our numbers? You know, scripture says in uh, Revelation 
seven. It tells us 12,000 per tribe. As we see, we can see how it's going to be 12,000 per tribe. Look, this report just said 23% of, of, of the total of uh, the people, you know, of African Americans are 12% in the country. Or about 12% of the country. Okay? 12% of the country is African American. So... Come on, how is all these big, big numbers, you know, excelling the number of people that are even located within a certain geographical area? How are you getting more deaths out of those people? Because those people are being targeted, y'all. Okay, it's not to say that we are, you know, uh, 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 evil people or bad people. No, we're just being targeted more. So, if you put a spotlight on the people, yes, you're going to find a lot of stuff. If you ain't putting a spotlight on nobody else, no, you ain't going to find nothing wrong about them. But you are going to find something wrong about us. Yes. Okay, so, but the persistence of racially biased policing means that unless American policing reckons with its racial, race, racist roots, it is likely to keep repeating mistakes of the past. This will hinder police from fully protecting and serving the entire public. So that was by Connie Hassett Walker, an assistant professor of justice studies and sociology at Norwich uh, uh, University. So uh, the conversation, uh, uh, the conversation.com, American slavery, separating fact from myth. Now I pulled this article up that this young lady, Dana Ramney Berry wrote. And uh, I'm just gonna put uh, point out a few facts because she did give some great facts about African-Americans, y'all. And all I want is the facts because uh, separating fact from myth, we already know the facts. Facts are proven what has happened to us, why it has happened to us, and what is still yet to happen to us as a people, okay? So I'm calling these facts from this article, theconversation.com, American Slavery, Separating Fact from Myth by Dana Ramey Berry. Ramey, Ramey Berry. But we do know that slavery was foretold in the Bible as punishment for Yahweh's children being because they were covenant breakers, as God's day of vengeance for his children. Okay? So we understand that. Okay. So... By understanding these things, let's look at the facts, okay, or the truths of these things. Blacks have been freed for about 152 years, which means that most Americans are only two to three generations away from slavery. That's not that long ago. And this present administration that's about to end going out in January, praise the Lord, wanted to take us backwards 400 years. Y'all see why? Because as she stated, two to three generations ago slavery existed y'all that wasn't that long ago so they thought that they could take us back but we ain't having it so that one wasn't gonna work anyway Yahweh says that that we are free we paid the penalty of of why we had to come into uh uh you know america and all the places that he exiled us to and why we had to come under captivity and bondage we don't owe no man nothing we fulfilled our debt to god we owe our debt to God, not to man. 
So that needs to be understood, you all. So Miss Rami says, Rami Berry says, they were bought and sold just like we sell cars and cattle today. They were gifted, deeded, and mortgaged the same way we sell houses today. They were itemized and insured the same way we manage our assets and protect our valuables, y'all. Okay? So enslaved people were valued at every stage of their lives. From before birth. Yeah, from before birth until after death. Slaveholders examined women for their fertility and projected the value of their future increase. As the slaves grew up, enslavers accessed their value through a rating system that quantified their worth. An A1 prime hand represented one term used for a first-rate slave who could do most work in a given day. Their values decreased on a quarter scale from three-fourths hand to one-fourth hands to a rate of zero, which was typically reserved for elderly or differently-abled bond people which is another term for slaves. Let's see how transatlantic slave descendants are treated in America. And uh, is there a system of divide and control going on over here? And what are the layers? And who does it affect? So I've listed, it affects the gangs, the schools, the neighborhoods, the police, and outside agitators. They use the wealthy among us, known as the boule, to keep us in check, everyone, okay? They use the police, which African-American police, police of our own, own nationality, they use against our, our own people. You know, they put them in our neighborhoods, and they already have, you know, uh, they already have their own me me mental thing going on. You know, about their own race, you know, races against their own race. Because we, we be mad at our own people because they don't do the things that they're supposed to do. So some of these police officers bring that to work with them. And they, they start hating their own kind and it shows. Because they are some of the first to offer police brutality to their own people. So this was another way of divide and control using their laws and under their system, y'all. They use the gangs against each other to destabilize our, our uh, communities and neighborhoods. Uh, they use the educational system to dumb down our children, everybody, and to allow the police in to chastise our children. You know why our children are under PSTD or PTSD, however you want to say it, post-traumatic, okay? So PTSD, you know? So we are already under stuff that we have to come from under, y'all. You know, we're already dealing with a lot of stuff. Okay, so moving on, let's get to theroot.com. Uh, this judge wanted to find out why so many black people, you know, were in the criminal system, you know. So this article is by Michael Harriet. This is another, another, these are more tactics that they use, y'all, to divide and control our people, okay? And to turn our people against one another where there's no unity. You know, where there's no unity, they can always control us. So, through God, we got to get our unity back as a people. And 
Isaiah 10 and 20 promises us that. It says we're going to stop trusting on those who struck us down and start trusting in the Lord God, our Heavenly Father. We're going to start trusting in Him. Y'all, we're going to have to in order to come out this system and cause unity to come, okay? Uh, to formulate unity among us. So, as I said, I got this uh, article uh, at theroot.com. I just asked Harvard to find out why so many black people are incarcerated, why they are criminals. It's not that black people are criminals. It's that the cops think that black people are criminals, you all. You know, uh, because of the way the system is set up. We are fingered, we are target, targeted, you know, because uh, it can't be allowed for us to get back on top again because our whole identity is being hidden, you know, as being the ones who are in rulership and in control. So they can't allow that. But their 400 years are up, just like our 400 years are up, so there's nothing they can do to stop it. Their arms are too short to box with God. And this is a move of God. So, uh, by Mac Michael Harriet again. It's not that black people are criminals. It's that the cops think that black people are criminals. They stop black people more. Black suspects don't get bail. The average bail is slightly higher in cases involving black defenders. Black people are charged with higher offenses. But curiously, when they get to court, black defendants are convicted of charges roughly equal in seriousness to their white counterparts despite facing more serious initial charges. See, the white counterparts can face more serious initial charges, but the black people get uh, equal to their seriousness. You know, the equal of the white counterparts' seriousness. You know, that's how they're given their sentences to the higher standard. Of, 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 of what the white people would get. White people don't get nowhere near what we get. You know, our people get. But they throw the book at us and put us up under the jail cell. You know, for years and years and years. You know, it's not fair. They are actually two separate systems. This, uh, this study notes that prosecutors are more likely to exercise their discretion to send blacks and Latinx people to superior court where the available sentences are longer. So drugs or guns on you. Don't let them find no drugs or guns on you. Because then black and Latinx people charged with drugs and uh, drug offense and uh, weapons offense are more likely to be incarcerated and receive longer incarceration sentences than white people charged with similar offenses. Sentencing length. The average black person's Sentence is 168 days longer than the sentence for a white person. So these are some, some of the reasons why Yahweh says that he would deal with the colonizers and the slave masters and like mindsets. You know that he quoted in Genesis 15 and 14 that he would visit those who put us in bondage. He would visit our captors and those colonizers, y'all. So what did... So what... What, what did we do to deserve this treatment from man? As I said, our, our thing is between us and God. It's not between us and man. So Yahweh says that he will punish us by exile, captivity, and bondage with the duration of 2,000 years of being exiled and 4,000 years of bondage and captivity. 
Both have been fulfilled. We have crossed the threshold of the 400 years in 2019. So this is an unfolding Bible story where what has happened in the past that has brought us into our present is now being exposed for all eyes to see and understand, y'all. The second exodus is soon upon us. Now it's time for preparation, y'all. It's time for us to prepare everybody for what's coming, y'all. So these are just some of the things that we need to keep our eyes on for us to know what has happened to us. We need to know they came and took us from our land, okay, from the continent of Africa 401 years ago, working on 402 years ago. Y'all, we need to know what happened to us in order for us to move past this because there are promises in the scripture that says that something Big is going to happen with us that we're going to be restored. The end times are about the 12 tribes restoration. We are the 12 tribes. We're out of place. The whole Middle East, which are Semitic people, are out of place. The people who are pretending to be the Semitic people are not. They are Yafet. Yafet is living in Shem's tents. Genesis 90.27 tells us that, y'all. So... This is only to let you know, we have come to the end of another broadcast of Eyes Can See. Uh, be sure to uh, share and make these teachings go viral so that we can all come to the true identity and knowledge of our stolen history together. So until next week, be blessed, stay vigilant, and let's change our world by using our spiritual warfare weapons and speaking the word of God. So thank you all for tuning in and goodbye for now.